Culpa Barstool. Oh yeah, I'm still shaking out the cobwebs here. I'm fresh back from a trip to Hawaii. As I was speaking, yeah, I know, it's tough, tough gig. Speaking at a romance novelist conference. Yeah, who knew? But uh, actually lots of crazily advanced Facebook marketers uh, in, in that space. You'd be surprised. Uh, I, had a, I had a good time, not surprisingly. And uh, so now I'm back in the saddle. I invited Andrew Foxball, my man, back to the show. He's on once a month. And we dig into the nitty-gritty with Facebook ads. So I'm ready. Are you ready? Sit back. Relax. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here is another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week's drinking buddy, my man, you know, he comes back once a month, my fellow Facebook or Facebook nerd and Packer fan and Brewer fan and all the other nerdy stuff that no one cares about, Mr. Andrew Foxwell. How you doing, Andrew? Hey, doing good. Thanks for inviting me back. Oh, yeah, you bet. I've got no choice. People demand that Andrew Foxwell comes back to the show. I tell you, you know, it's funny. We never, I, I always say that we, I never expected to hear from the people that we do hear from, but hear from people all over the place on this, especially asking them to download for the, or get the Foxwell Digital download. People emailing me, like people in the UK, people in Australia, some guy from Israel, a guy from India. Um, a woman, actually, a woman from Israel. It's it's nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy. So this this, this podcast has has a far reach. So thank you to all the loyal listeners. Hashtag loyal listener. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's. Um, I just got out of the dentist. That's my excuse today, and had you know one of those uh, fluoride treatment things. They told me I I can't drink anything, eat anything, whatever. Ooh. That's I'll have to drink for both of us. Are you working on anything? What What do you got going on? Oh man, I've got a really nice uh, beer here. It's uh, it's really light. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a lot, not a lot to it, uh, and it's it's kind of a nice, nice, easy. It's called the Air Air Lager. Air Lager. I haven't heard of that one. A I R E. Ere. Okay. Lager. So, so it, yeah, is it, is, it, is it French? I, uh, it's it's a French lager, um, and it's the ABV is really low, like mm. almost nothing, like basically zero point zero. It depends on what's in your air, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it depends, it depends on what's in your air. Yeah, um, if you were out drinking last night, you may be emitting some things. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, and I did. I had a couple margaritas last night. I went oh. to a little Mexican restaurant. So I went go. south of the border. And by the border, I mean to east side of Madison. I was going to say, I, I, I didn't think Taco Bell had, had margaritas either. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. but uh, well, let's, try, let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. So you, you sent me a list of things that you're interested in talking about. Um, and there's there's so there's always so much going on. And it's interesting. One of the, one of the topics you had here was immersive experience. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I noticed I had recently, um, actually just last night, was Canvas. Um, and I think that follows along the lines of what you're thinking here of, you know, 
new immersive experiences we need to be giving to users on Facebook, whether it's with ads or otherwise. I mean, what are your thoughts there? I mean, you know, one of these things that, uh, one thing I, I always think about in the podcast is, um, you know, we, we can be a podcast writer, a podcast that talks about, and Facebook marketing we talk about how to get your ROI up. We, and we've talked about that. We've talked about how to increase results. But one thing I think we always talk about before we get on the podcast that's important for the listeners to know is we want to make sure we present things to you that help all of us that are in this Facebook marketing world think in the future, right? And mm -hmm. think down the road a little bit and be that person that our clients want us to be, which is how can we, you know, think 10 months down the road, a year down the road, a year and a half down the road in terms of what Facebook's thinking. And, and this is the next, this is the next thing, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is talking about this all the time on quarterly earnings calls about this immersive experience. And if you see the moves that they're making, it's headed in that direction. So an examples of this are 360 video, examples are Canvas, uh, which is the actual name for what Josh Constantine from Facebook or from TechCrunch, excuse me, initially named instant ads. Right. Um, they load directly on your mobile device, um, they're, you know, they're quick. Um, and and it, so, and then you, you tie in Oculus Rift on this and you can start to see where Facebook's heading and what that is going to look like. You know, the suggested video feed is another part of this. There's all these little signals that, um, that we're watching. And so, you know, I, the thing I think about with immersive experiences are, what can we as advertisers do with our clients to let them know that this is coming? Um, do we have clients that have an experience that they have a physical space that we can start interesting, you know, kind of representing in an interesting way? Maybe that's not a 360 video. Maybe you don't have the 300 bones or whatever it is to chalk up to get a 360 video. However, or a video camera, but could you start to do different photos of their space and put them into a carousel ad that actually all the images tie together? Um, or could you do, uh, could, you know, could you think about maybe creating a canvas? I realize that it's a little bit of a heavy lift, but there's plenty of resources for us. It's just canvas.facebook.com um, that are on there. And, uh, and thinking about how you might walk somebody through your, you know, digital uh, brand differently. Um, and so that's really the next phase of this. It's, it's clear that we're, we're leaving the world of click to email lead um, mm -hmm. or click to purchase. And we're heading more into this, how do you represent something in a full fashion with AV that people can really get into? Um, so that's kind of where I was heading with the immersive experiences piece. Yeah. And look, I think it's really important to to pay attention here as these things are changing because I, I like to give a nice big eye roll to all the, the to people who follow the, the shiny object. You know, I, I'm not someone who's going to chase after everything. I, I like feeling comfortable and doing what I found works. Right. And, and it took me four and a half years to figure out what works. So now I'm kind of in, in this little, little corner, like I'm going to do this. But I think that's dangerous, and I think that's dangerous for, for anybody who, who's taking a similar approach. Now, it doesn't mean that you, you follow every shiny object, but I think that these latest shiny objects from Facebook um, can't, can't be ignored. They're all tied back to mobile, and they're all tied back to as this immersive experience that you talk about. And so more and more, um, if all you're doing is you know, sending people to a landing page on your site while other, first of all, while your competitors are doing these immersive experiences, 
But I think even more importantly, amazingly, while users are, are kind of beginning to expect that immersive experience, um, things are going to stop working for you. So I, I think uh, it definitely this stuff you can't ignore. Yeah, it's it's to me it's it's really interesting and it's something that uh, you know I know you know I know is going to only get more important as time goes on. Yeah, have have you done anything with Canvas yet? Um, I haven't done anything with Canvas. You know, I asked a member of the Power Hitters Club um, if she wouldn't send me the video uh, or an example of one of the videos she'd done, and uh, right. it was it was pretty it was pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it looks really good. It, it's 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 cool. It makes me want to explore more. Um, I mean, it has that it has that stickiness that 360 video does. You know, it's like wow, like that that's well, super cool. And it's also yeah, it's also a lot like um, those uh, instant articles. I mean, it's, it's it's a similar similar approach, right? That is that there's no load time. You keep in mind, quote unquote, Facebook. You know that kind of thing. Um, I, I would check your power editor because I know initially when people were saying, hey, I've got Canvas, it was within their publisher tools, um, within their, their Facebook page. I don't have it there, but I do have, you know, if I'm creating a link ad, um, this new text box for Canvas, and then there's a plus button next to it. So the whole creation process for, for doing a Canvas is there as well. Um, so I would check that if you haven't recently. Definitely. I agree. I mean, that's, it's, it's a place to just start experimenting, you know, and even somebody said to me, well, we're a software company. Um, what do we have that could be different? Well, think about if you put out a sales sheet or you put out a PDF, you know, or you put out whatever, it doesn't mean you have to have a physical space, but it, there's different ways that you can, you know, kind of use this. And I think, um, think creatively about it because if you can be one of the people that leads the way in this, it's a huge differentiation oh, yeah. point for that. Yep, absolutely. And, and don't fight it. Don't fight it. I mean, the whole, oh, why would I ever want to keep people on Facebook instead of you know sending them to, to my thing? Well, you understand the, the advantages for the user, right? I mean, look, at the end of the day, yes, I love website custom audiences, sending people to your, and I, I, you use Canvas, by the way, to eventually send, send people to your website. Um, so we're not completely stopping that. But um, so, so you know, don't fight this. Um, experiment. And you might find that, first of all, that users uh, engage better with some of these approaches, and maybe you enjoy creating them, and maybe it's even easier for your workflow than, than the way you're currently doing it. Right. <laughs> Very much could be true. Yeah. yeah. I, and actually, you know, this kind of leads into to something that you were that you and I were talking about um, before we hopped on here was the, like the website experience and the importance of mobile, because that's where a lot of this um, immersive experience stuff is, is going. And it actually got me thinking about my own shortcomings, my own website, because it's like um, who, who, who develops a website these days thinking mobile first? And the answer should be everybody, but it's really not the case. I mean, I can tell you when I'm when I put together my latest website design, I was like, oh, that looks really nice. Whereas I looking at on my mobile device, you know, maybe later <laughs> after I launched it, but not initially. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, yeah, I got all that stuff in the sidebar. Sidebar doesn't mean a damn thing anymore. 
Because if the majority of people are, are coming on mobile, they don't even see that stuff anyway until they scroll all the way past uh, the main content. Right. So, so, I mean, these are little things that, I mean, I, I'm embarrassed. I need to go back and, and look at my own design. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it came from the idea that Zuckerberg had come out and said, look, when we launched the Big Blue app um, initially, it was, you know, it was bad. It didn't really work. It wasn't. It, we tried to do too much on mobile. Um, and it shifted then uh, when they decided that everything needed to be mobile. It needed to, that was the center point of it. It need to, needed to be um, look good on mobile and load well on mobile and be a fun experience. And so he came out and said recently that there's no product that comes into my office that I look at for the first time that's not mobile. Um, and they then look at the desktop experience later, but the mobile ones, what's, what's important. And if, you know, 80% of their ad revenue comes from mobile, um, which we all know if we put a desktop newsfeed and right-hand side and mobile into an ad set, it's going to show it 80% on mobile. So that makes sense to us. Mm. Uh, but the, but the, the thing that I found fascinating to that end is how often do you hear, uh, or do you, are you working with a client where you say, uh, where, where the client says, I'm designing this mobile first, and then I'm going to go look at the desktop. Um, instead of saying, what's the conversion rate? What, you know, yeah. what's, the, what's the revenue per page or whatever? It's, it's really interesting that if you focused on that and spent time doing that first, what that could do to match the way that they're thinking about it. And obviously, Facebook has longer tail. They have more time that they can spend on do, thinking about this and doing this. But, um, you know, on mobile, but I, I just think that's really an interesting way and, and one that I would really challenge all of us to think about, which is what if you did that and, and we knew that that was the main place that Facebook's gonna be headed and they are headed um, and we change our websites to be thinking kind of more in that stripe. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of us out there that do that, but I, I, I just thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, it, look, Facebook came out with their 2015 year end and uh... Uh, Q4 numbers recently, and uh, I don't remember the numbers exactly, obviously, but first of all, the number of people you, accessing Facebook via mobile, even if it's mobile and desktop, it's like about a billion now uh, per month. Right. And, but the number of people who only access Facebook via mobile is well over 800 million. So that's got to scare anybody who isn't making... I, I, and I'm not even saying... You're not making sure if it's you have to just make sure your 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 website is mobile friendly, whatever. No, it needs to be first now because this trend is going in a way that desktop is going to take up a smaller and smaller and smaller percentage of your visitors. And I can't tell you how many times um, I've clicked on a link from Facebook and the load is so bad that I just quit. I just exit out of it. And but the thing is, from desktop it loads fine, but for mobile, for whatever reason, a lot of these mm-hmm. things take much longer to load, and it's agitating. So, right. doing something like an instant article or Canvas or or doing more uh, uh, video, live video, whatever, just makes a lot of sense. And look, I, I'm talking out a lot here because these are a lot of things that I'm looking in the mirror. I've got to do it too. But, um, yeah, we can't ignore this stuff anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, it, it, I totally agree. And I mean, it's just, 
it's fascinating um, to me that they're they're trying to say, all right, well, uh, these experiences are not good, and we're going to bring it in house, and that's clearly what they're trying to do. I mean, that really ties back into Josh Constantine's other piece about you know the quest to take over the internet, um, and that's essentially what they're doing. You know, they're looking at this and saying, look, a lot of you guys are not building websites that are good and have good load times, um, and they don't their experience that users don't like, and we our purpose is to make sure that people spend more time in the Facebook newsfeed. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think the mobile first thing is, is just it's huge, um, and it's been big for a long time, but just to hear that for us, I think, from the mouth of, of Zuckerberg is a big impetus to make sure that we can think about that and work on that. Um, and, and another thing, I'll, final thing I'll say on this is, you know, they, they even have begun cracking down significantly, even this last month in an update they made on the newsfeed of, Cracking down on clickbait and mm. um, and really more what we used to call you know arbitrage, which is you send people to that website for cheap clicks and then you get them there and then you serve Google ads or some sort of ad serving on that website that then you make a certain amount of dollars from. So you spend 50 cents getting somebody there and you make 55 cents. It's a model that keeps on working, and they're going to crack down on that. And so. There's bad actors in that world too that are influencing the way that they're thinking about this, and um, and I think it's on us as good Facebook advertisers to make sure that the places we send people are good, the experiences people are having are are worthwhile. And you might be saying these ads are doing well, they look good, but why are my relevance scores low? That yeah. could be your answer right there. Right. Um, so that's a, that's kind of a hidden little thing. So yeah, I was actually to, to completely shift gears, but. Um, I was actually kind of surprised when Facebook put out this announcement within the last couple of weeks that you know now they're uh, taking account these surveys and whatnot uh, to counter clickbait. Like, didn't we just see an announcement like six or nine months ago about clickbait? Now they're they're battling that, and how you can't. And so I was just kind of surprised that yeah, they should have been doing this all along. I mean, maybe that's what kind of what they're saying way back when. It's just they weren't. They weren't implementing it. I don't know, but um. yeah, I, I, yeah. There's, a, I think that's a little bit of it. I mean, if you, the, the, I'm actually going to be giving a presentation um, in Madison on 15, you know, kind of little, little tips about the Facebook newsfeed, and a lot of them come from this article that was written last month uh, by the senior editor at Slate mm -hmm. um, about what goes into the Facebook algorithm. And I'll tell you, if you haven't the Facebook newsfeed, and if you haven't read that article, I would encourage you to do so. You can just, you know, it's just Google like Slate Facebook newsfeed. Um, and what they really go into is uh, is all of the things that they're factoring in. And what's what's very clear and has been clear for a long time is that anytime any of us read about something from the organic side, it's going or has already started to or is already in action on the paid side. So anytime you hear anything about, um, you know, any measurement they're doing, um, it's already in action on the paid side as well. Uh, and so that's why I think that article is so imperative for people like us to read because it gives you these signals that you didn't necessarily know. Um, you know, there's 15, they said there's up to a thousand different versions of Facebook running at any given time. And there's, uh, you know, something like, Oh, I don't know. They now they now make 32 cents um, from users in other countries outside of the U.S. and Canada, 
And you know, so it's it's tying this stuff together. That's like, what's what's the, it going to look like, and how are we going to make sure we get in front, in front of people? And it starts to give signals on that. So I just think that's a really important thing to read. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I want to I want to shift gears a little bit to some other topics here. We, we, you want to talk about their more strategy related. <clears throat> um, so yeah, a question I get a lot. Um, I think these two things are related. So first of all. Your, you know, what daily budget you should use, but also the whole idea of running multiple ads per ad set, and the fact that like you have five ads in an ad set and Facebook runs one or two or three, whatever, and you want to run them all. Um, and what do you say to to those people? Well, we've, we've talked about this before on the podcast, and uh, you know, one thing that I continue to hear from people is, "Hey, I have uh, five, yeah, five ads running. It's only showing a certain amount of them, uh, and I'm not sure how to." You know, it's like I feel like I wasted time creating things. Uh, so, t- to give you an, an insight into this, uh, what Facebook does is they go out and show that ad to a very small amount of people. They show them all evenly. So, if you have five ads in an ad set, they're <coughs> going to show them all very evenly. They're going to show uh, basically two to five hundred impressions, probably something extremely small. And uh, what you'll see is a lot of times some of them won't even get served and a lot of times they won't even get clicks. Um, And Facebook is not only taking clicks into consideration here, but they're also taking into consideration time spent looking at that advertisement in proportion to time spent looking at other content and advertisements in your newsfeed. So if you spend a proportion of time looking at something that's interesting more than you would on something else that's also going to be included. So even though something might not have clicks, it still could be getting served. And the only way, the reason that they do that is because especially if you're bidding on a default OCPM methodology, they mean to make sure that the stuff they're showing to people matters and that if your budget's especially small, this number is going to go down exponentially. So just Another factor to consider here is if you're looking at OCPM, you're looking at the way that those are being served. If you have an ad set, if you have five ads in, in an ad set, okay, and let's say that hypothetically to a brand new audience on Facebook, we know generally that the cost per thousand is between, let's say, six and twelve dollars. Okay, let's say that's a pretty large range, but let's say it's between six and twelve dollars. Well, you're and you have five ads, and your ad set budget is only twenty dollars you get where I'm going with this, your Facebook is going to have to make determinations faster because it can't serve all of those at once. Mm. So the only way that you're going to, you can ever make sure to do creative testing is one ad per ad set. It's a lot of people don't do this because it requires a lot more budget. But, um, you know, I think that's a, that's just something to point out. I've had, I've had a number of questions about that recently from clients and from others that email me. And I think, um, it's important that if you're going to create things, you're going to do creative, um, that you're going to spend time doing that, and it's something you're putting a lot of money into, you may want to rethink the structure of your ads and your ad sets, because otherwise, if your ad set budgets, daily budgets are low, it's not going to get served, and therefore you're going to be doing yourself a disservice on the creative you're putting together. So anyway, just something I wanted to kind of opine on and talk about a little bit, because I've had a number of people go talking about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I, I understand on one side, like if you want to do some split testing and you just want to see, you know, what's going to get the best results and Facebook doesn't even show an ad or two that that can be kind of frustrating. But at the same time, you know, honestly, I don't get bent out of shape over that at all. I, I feel like 
the minute you try to take full control, because that's really pretty much what you're doing, full control over an ad, you're missing out on, on Facebook, the power of what Facebook can do for you, the f- power of Facebook optimization, right? So like, like oh, why, why is... Why am I not getting you know a greater reach of this ad or what you know why is it I, I have an audience of two hundred thousand people it's only being shown to ten thousand and like people getting mad about that and there, or the, this ad's being shown more than that one like this is all happening for a reason it's because Facebook's um, all that data that Facebook gets and all that automated automation and optimization and whatnot to make sure that your ad is showing to the right people at the right time you're trying to override that. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that's that's always a bad idea, um, and that that goes with the news feed too. When people complain about their reach, you're trying to override Facebook's algorithms that work so well that the engagement level today is even better than it was three years ago, which is ridiculous for a platform that's as old as it was. So why would right. you want to override that and 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 mess that up? So. Um, yeah, you know, end of the day, I don't really get bent out of shape, but budget is a big deal. I, I talked whenever, whenever anyone asks me about, you know, how many ads per ad set, that kind of thing, I'd, I'd say, you know, first of all, it's relevant, relevant to your budget. Um, but also it depends on the sample size you're looking for. So for example, if you're selling a hundred dollar product and you're going to need, you know, five, conversions uh, before you need before you know whether something's kind of working or not then you got to make sure that your budget's high enough uh, for each of each of those sets of creative to get you know those five conversions a day or whatever it is so you got to spend quite a bit as opposed to you're just trying to drive traffic um, then you know your sample size would be you know if you're driving driving a click at 20 cents or so then yeah, accordingly, you can say, oh, you know, oh, I only need a $20 a day budget, whatever. But uh, before you start um, splitting it up into to multiple sets of creative. So, I mean, they're all things to think about. But I mean, do you give any rule of thumb um, when it comes to creating multiple um, sets of creative? I mean, you know, the, the thing I've, I've been doing lately is, um, you know, some of that, it, it depends on if you tie it into Instagram. Um, you know, but I, I always tell people, look, uh, my rule, of course, is the, the WWP rule, the weird women or product. Um, and so generally using that as a little bit of a framework. But I, I say, look, if, you, if you're going to give me 10 images, give me, give me um, let's say, and I'm going to make those into ads. Let's say of those, um, I would love that about 30% of them, um, you know, say three to four are going to be, in the product uh, category, so they're going to be a pictures of your best products, um, and then you look at let's say the other three to four that are going to be of lifestyle, so of your products being used in the wild, um, and more you know kind of the lifestyle what they create, um, and then the other remaining ones are going to be um, more for carousels or and or for Instagram carousels or things like that. Um, you know, kind of a combo between them, but there's those small, the smaller square ones. People can scroll through them nice and easy. Um, and so, 
and they're a mix of product and lifestyle. So those, that's kind of the framework I've been thinking about it now in terms of in terms of generally going through creative. Uh, people have different schedules in this. You know, it depends upon how much you're spending. But I would say right now, if you are somebody that's working with a company or you yourself are running your own Facebook ads and you're spending, let's say, north of a couple thousand a month U.S., it's definitely worth it that you should have a regular photo photographer um, on retainer or yeah. on some sort of model where they're constantly creating stuff for you um, because you know, it's, it just makes sense. And relevant scores are going to get down, you know, they're going to get low um, if you don't update that creative on a fairly regular basis. So uh, I, I have, you know, my rules of life now is rough, but basically once a month I'm thinking about it with most of my clients, we're doing an update. Other people I know that's spending, you know, north of the 20 to 30,000 a month range, they're looking every two weeks. Um, and it's important, but, it, and it, but it's, a, it's something that can really help an ROI big time. Absolutely. I think uh, one, <clears throat> one thing I'd say is if, if you're going to create a whole bunch of creative um, copy variations, image, imagery variations, um, don't make it something where you're, you're investing a ton of money into doing it, where it's your, your life's work, where you're so proud of it. And you know, make sure like it, it can't be something like it, it's like you're, you're throwing throwing out some some options for Facebook to work with. And if they run with it, great. If they don't, that's fine, too. But you need end of the day, you need kind of trust the Facebook process. And uh, but you also shouldn't overwhelm yourself with the amount of work that goes into creating those things. I mean, there's nothing wrong with creating one ad, just one ad for an ad set. Does it work? No. Does it work not. for a while? Does it work? If it doesn't work, then OK, try something else. Right. But um, so especially with the low budget people. Um, which you know is probably the, probably the vast majority of advertisers out there, maybe even a pretty big chunk of this uh, audience, run one uh, set of creative for a week, whatever it is. Does it work? No. Okay, let's try something else. Or maybe if it's working okay but not great, you just pause it for a while and try a different option. You know, I would say never stop anything that's working great though. But um, you know, other than that, it's like uh, it's I don't think it's rocket science. Um, but also, you know, don't wear yourself out creating so many options you feel like have to be shown. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. It's creative is always this really interesting topic, and I just don't, I don't think enough people invest in it. And, you know, as it relates to the discussion about Instagram, if we were to walk into that a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. You know, let's I, do that. Yeah, I know I mean, you want to talk about Instagram. What's going on with Instagram? I mean, I, I don't know if, I don't know if people on this podcast have seen it, but I have definitely seen just the most horrible creative on Instagram mm. uh, that just does not match the platform. It's clear that people don't get get it basically. Um, even from some really big people in the industry, I'll tell you. Um, so look, Instagram is a place that, and I'm not saying I'm an expert on this. I want to be clear. I'm not, if you look at my Instagram feed, I'm not like, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not somebody that you're like, wow, that's really beautiful. Like most of mine are like, oh, that's cool. But I, Instagram is a platform you go to show off beautiful photos. That's why the whole thing is a photo. <laughs> Yeah. So if, if you take that square photo just because there's not really, you know, they're a little bit lenient on the 20% text rule, et cetera, and you turn it into some like banner right. advertisement type thing, yeah. it, it's, it's you're, you're, you're not going to get good results with that. And it's just not going to benefit you. And so if you're really going to try the Instagram side, I've heard from a lot of people, it only works on retargeting for us really. 
And a lot of that is probably because the front end doesn't match, right? Like the front end ad, it just isn't that good. And it doesn't match the rest of what people are seeing in their feed. So if you really want to do that and you want to make it move into Instagram, I tell you, like study other people in your space and the way that they're going about it and the way that Instagram photos are before you put ads on that platform. Because I'll tell you, the success we've had with it with clients of mine have been um, looking at the competitors looking at kind of the way that other people are using it and it's very lifestyle focused and it's very um, you know it's very different than what we're doing on Facebook um, and it's it's all about just the kind of capturing the beauty of your products or capturing kind of what you're trying to talk about with an ex from an experiential standpoint um, so I think I just can't overstate that enough there's just been a lot of bad stuff out there that I don't think does us very well yeah, and, and what you describe is pretty much exactly why I really haven't been messing around with Instagram yet. Like, I'm not, like, I have an Instagram account. I've used it a few times. But um, I sh if I have anyone run my Instagram ads, it should probably be my son, Michael, because he's actually on Instagram all the time. I, he actually knows what people expect to see. And I don't feel comfortable there thinking that any of the content I create is good for Instagram. So... Um, and you can't promote, say, a, a, a current a Facebook post to Instagram. It's got to be, you know, so, so it's all these other things to th think about, too. Um, so I, I think the, the main thing here is the main takeaway. Um, look, feel free to experiment with Instagram, but don't expect to use what you're already doing on Facebook. Apply it to, to Instagram and have it work. You've got, to, you've got to understand the platform. You've got to understand that the users are different and the experience is different and what they expect to see is completely different and you need to adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well, man, oh, we're at, uh, I think we're beyond 30 minutes. Yeah, we're just beyond 30 minutes. Um, I've asked the bartender for our tab for that air lager that you got there, or air, air lager that you got there. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep, yep, that's it. You seem a little tipsy. I think it's time for you to go home. Um, Definitely hammered. Definitely <laughs> hammered, for sure. But before you go, uh, where can people find you? Tell them all about that that uh, Foxwell Digital download. Will do, yeah. People can always find me, Andrew, at foxwelldigital.com. Um, you know, the Foxwell Digital download is we're getting, putting out the third issue this week. Um, and it's a, basically a monthly roundup uh, written by my, you know, collaboration between um, my business partner, wife Gracie, and I. She's really the one that writes it, makes it coherent and interesting. Um, and we basically, you know, had heard from a lot of people out there, look, uh, we can't keep up with the news on this. <laughs> we don't have the time to keep up with all of the stuff that's changing and the things we need to be thinking about in our business as it relates to Facebook and Instagram and generally a little bit more social stuff too. Um, and so that was our goal with putting it together is to put out there articles that you need to read that this month um, that you find interesting. And uh, you can email me, Andrew at Foxwell Digital, I'll get you all signed up. Um, usually people email me and I always say, hey, you know, what's, where, where are you from? What do you do? Because I find that stuff really fascinating. Um, but you can also follow me at Andrew Foxwell on Twitter or foxwelldigital.com. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate all of you reaching out. And for those of you that want to sign up, hit me up. and. Uh, yeah, it's just always such a pleasure to be at the pub and just get real hammered in the morning. It's just like it's 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 such it's so great. So, you're mocking the pub there, Andrew. 
No, I, I, I mean, look, the pub has been very good to me. I mean, many of you, you have met in the pub. The other thing to point out is, that speaking of pub, um, if though, you know, if any of you that are emailing or listening to this, going to be a social media marketing world. Mm -hmm. um, uh, John and I are also going to be there. Gracie, my wife, business partner, is going to be there, and uh, we're going to definitely be at a pub multiple times. So we look forward to somehow having some, maybe some sort of gathering out there. So if you have any thoughts that are going to be there, feel free to toss us an email too. We'd love to love to catch up and meet you in person. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much again, Andrew, for being on the show. Um, you bet. We'll have you back here again a month from now. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, everybody. Make sure you go to Andrew at FoxwellDigital.com. That's right, FoxwellDigital.com. Yep. Andrew at FoxwellDigital.com to sign up for that digital download. Otherwise, until next time, do awesome things. We're out.